Welcome to Black Girl Charmed. Um, this podcast is starting super chaotic because <laughs> there's been so much technical difficulties to begin with. I thought we got over them in the first episode, but apparently the third charm episode is the one that's going to kick us in the butt. But ranting aside, I'm Ray, one of the hosts of Black Girl Charm. Join I'm my John co-host. Hey guys! And this is the podcast called Black Girl Charm, where we break down episodes of Charm one at a time. Um, just a brief synopsis: We started because we heard a lie on TikTok, where somebody said Black people don't watch Charm, and we were like, and we were sitting here like we talk about Charmed on a daily basis. <laughs> Twenty later. <laughs> you said it way nicer than I was about to. I was definitely going to say. So we wanted to prove that motherfucker wrong. (laughs) Not only do black people watch Charm, black women start a podcast. (laughs) Yes, yes. And then we go on rants. If you uh, heard last week's episode, we definitely go on rants and talk about like our upbringing. (laughs) Definitely affects our view of the magical world. Um, I'm bringing the mic closer because I need the mic to be as close as possible so they can feel my anger because this episode, (laughs) shut up guys. All right. This episode was garbage. Sorry. It was garbage. This is season one, episode three. Thank Thank you you for not morphing. And Uh, you should thank us for watching. Thank us for watching. You're never, ever going to let me just do this before going into one of your rants. It was directed by Ellen Pressman and it was written by Chris Levinson and Zach Eshkin. So. <laughs> you, you weren't looking, but I was giving you crazy eyes while you were doing it. Because... <laughs> now you can go into your rant. But we did talk about this offline about how well I liked, um, it, how well it was directed and how seamless I think the transitions were through each scene. So um, this episode, like you said, was directed by Ellen, who also did two episodes of Buffy. And I do know like you need more than two episodes of Buffy underneath your belt to be considered a director. But, you know, she did a lot of other stuff, but most notably, she was in the WB's wheelhouse for Buffy in 97. And this episode of Charmed in 98. And I think that supernatural training that came from Buffy directing definitely showed hair and helped out. So. I mean, it's a great direction in the for a piece of shit episode, but <laughs> um, don't forget actually, that. Uh, <laughs> you can say it's good directing. There are some directional cues that I have great issue with, but we can, you know. I mean, but when you definitely compare it to, I want to say last week's, um, we're definitely know. moving into a into a a new. A new direction, right? Um, what is this, I do want to say, don't forget, guys, we are watching this on Peacock, so I, we don't have the original music. In this episode, though, uh, the standout music was Prophecy by Remy Zero, which is such a good song. And I'm just, I'm really upset that we don't get the full <laughs> 90s view. I, I, side note, guys, I am eyeballing on eBay right now as we speak. The full complete series. I'm eyeballing that to see if I win it or not, so that we can actually have the full, you know, embrace of the '90s. But yeah, because there are some episodes where the music just it just I, hits, 
And it makes makes, ah, God, like an all black girl growing up and then like logging in, well, not logging in, but like turning on the TV to watch Charmed on what Sunday nights before, you know, a whole week of school and having all of that great music. And not like I said earlier, well, not earlier. Like I said in the previous episode, like the WB did music well. Like the WB and then CW did music well because not like like One Tree Hill went on a tour. Like that's how good WB did music. Like there were, and side note, obviously we go on tangents. This is how the fucking podcast started, but just to prove the point. In One Tree Hill, there was a storyline where Haley Jane Scott, you know, leaves her husband and goes on tour. And she goes on tour with, like, the Wreckers, the Wreckers and Tyler Hilton, a.k.a. Chris Keller. But, like, they were actually touring shit. And that's because of the WB, because of how much they loved, like, independent music as well as, like, how mm-hmm. the music. They picked whoever was in their music department. I haven't watched the WB in years because it's mm-hmm. not really my... It's not my jam anymore. It's not for me. You've grown out of that. You've grown out of it. Yo, I am not a Vampire Diaries ass bitch. Like, all my friends are Vampire Diaries. You know, complete tangent. It actually popped up on my Facebook memories a couple weeks ago. I remember watch. So, I actually owned Vampire Diaries, the book. I was really big into, like, R.L. Stein. Christopher Pike, which I don't even know why my mom allowed me to read Christopher Pike because that book was just off the wall. Um, and I did remember picking up the first book of the last, or the vampires. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it and thinking, oh, I, I can't, I couldn't get into it. Like I remember like live tweeting it or live Facebook it, whatever you called it back in the day. And it just didn't, the mu- and I remember saying the music was great, but I just couldn't, could not get into it. So um, I would say so this for me when it came to, vamp- when it came to Vampire Diaries for me, Nina Dobarev, who is the lead, Elena, I believe, is her mm-hmm. name. She was on Degrassi and like, sis, I didn't watch you on Degrassi. Like, right. I, I just watched you and you're know, like, you're single mom storyline on Degrassi. I'm good. I'm good on you. <laughs> I'm good on you. <laughs> so, moving back, back into Charmed, we already me. have started on the tangents. Um, the, see, the, the episode opens up with them walking out of the manor. With some um, true 9 to 5 energy coming from Prue. Because Prue was like, I'm going to be here for five minutes. I'm going to have one drink. Say hi to like I'm make the rounds and I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And like you know what? I can't really be mad at her because Piper said, that? Cool. "Did you do that? Piper, what? Did you do that? I mean, we only gonna be here for a few minutes and then we go. We gonna make our exit. Like don't act like you and I have not done that at parties <laughs> before. And then you have slowly made your way to the exit. And oh, where's Ray? Where's guys, Ray? Guys, if oh, you okay. ever, guys, 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 don't invite me anywhere. All right, I Irish goodbye. I like okay. This is gonna be the, a tangent to explain my Irish goodbye. So one and done. So I can just you know refer to this podcast whenever people try to bring the shit up. My people meter goes from full to like below empty, like without warning. So once that meter starts dropping, Ray has to leave, and 
I can't always explain why I can't always explain I don't want to be around people because I hate people because that sounds mean in the middle of a party. So I'm just gonna Irish goodbye and let you know I got into my Uber once I'm in my Uber. But back yeah. to this. Um, but back to that. So they so leave the party. They're on this onto the way to a party that is directly across the street from her house, which is like. I understand you have a job in the morning, but sis, it's directly, like, you literally, the doors are like this. You don't have to be a bitch about it. You could stay for an hour because it's not like your commute is crazy, but whatever. I think, to be honest, though, she ain't really want to be there. It had nothing to do with Yeah, work. of course, of course, of course. But I'm saying, like, giving her the benefit of the doubt. And as they are leaving what? to go to this party, there's a Rottweiler in their garden, I guess, in their front yard hiding in the bushes, which it's very, okay, this Roddy, like, makes no sense. It doesn't at all. And he got the glowing eyes, and I actually wrote down in my notes, why the Roddy gotta be evil? Like, why Why it gotta be a Roddy? Me, literally, it says, Prue has a two nine a five, question mark. Why the evil Roddy? Like, why the evil Roddy, right? And the Roddy was adorable. Like, I just wanted to, like, bitches, come here. I know. I, I, I was upset. I was, so I was automatically annoyed with how this episode was so going. <laughs> they get to this party and off rip, these three people are weird. They are weird. 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 So this house is directly across the street from the Halloween Manor. And like it makes sense that Phoebe Prue and um, Piper live there because this is the house they grew up in. Why are three 20 something year olds buying this house? In and the they're time, renovating it. So don't forget, they're also in like, the time before Airbnb. Like, why did you guys buy this house? What happened to, to the previous? Where are the previous what happened owners? To the previous owners. Like, things are very, things are very weird. And then, like, I actually group. wrote that down. These people are weird. <laughs> Legit. It's like, look, point two. They're weird off rip. Why would three siblings automatically? Buy, why would three siblings buy this house? And then, oh, it's time to check the bar. And then, like, homegirl's like, nah, I'm gonna do it. And then she just crushes the can in such a weird way. <laughs> what was the point of that? Again, like, what was the. It was like, I'm female dom. It was this weird, like, trying to create this dominance. Over the, it was weird. I don't and understand like, the setup was, of the scene. And then, like, the three sisters are just standing there, watch her, like, crush this can and then look off at her, like you do. And, like, oh, you've had too much to drink already, sis. You're already. I mean, automatically, I think I was like, okay, so these are the bad guys, right? Because they were just too weird. <laughs> yes. <for me>. yes. <laughs> yes. These are clearly are the bad guys. Um, I don't know how the Roddy fits in just yet, but clearly y'all are weird and y'all probably going to die at the end of this episode because I don't get it. And then so, like, Phoebe, I think Phoebe trying to like thaw the ice between her and her cunt of a sister. Is, right. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But is still complaining. Oh, she's still complaining about how she wants to go home and sleep. And honestly, at this point, I am with go her because why the fuck did you drag me to this shit? Right? No. Oh, no, 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 no. So as the friend who has done the dragging and has been drugged, sometimes dragging your friend out at the end of, uh, like, 
I want to say this has to be like a Monday, Sunday, Monday. A weekday party. Why are you having a weekday party? Well, like, there's so many things. Because they just like, maybe it ain't got no there's so many like red flags. Why are you having a party on like? It was just weird. The the whole scene was weird. It was just weird. But we but, but the only good thing did. about this scene is that like we see that Phoebe is actually like a decent sister and is trying to yeah. get through out of her own way because she invites Andy to the party and she's like being very like obvious about like the fact that she's looking for him because she's just like you're proof stop being a bitch and all right we'll go get some drinks and then. Um, <laughs> Phoebe and Piper go this way and um enter uh Andy and they start doing like this dance and I literally have the note of like why are we really fighting this? You guys have the chemistry. You guys like each other. He's already said that like he's willing to take it slow, and you was ready to put homeboy in his place because my man is not a cop. He's an inspector. Okay. It the whole I actually wrote down I'm over the whole cop witch thing. Like I'm over this whole it's complicated. I mean a weird place in my life. Shut You know what's up. honest? You know, if I'm really being honest, I would have appreciated the it's complicated shits if it had started in let's say episodes six through eight. Because you just got your powers, you don't know it's complicated. Nothing yet. really going on. You don't right know. Now. Yeah, like, there's nothing to complicate it. You just started a new job. Okay, it was yeah. You started was, a new job and you got some new powers, but the powers hasn't become like a thing in your life yet that you really have. It, it was. That's what I'm saying. Oh, if this oh, came no, in in like episodes, yeah. If we knew if this came in, what I would have preferred is. She and Andy really try to make it work. Not even try to make it work. Trying to make the friends with benefits thing work, and she and then has to. Not even just that. Her always having to be like, "I gotta go. I gotta go," because now, like, now we are in episode six or seven. The pattern has been established of okay, there's a killer a week or a monster a week. So yeah, we're supposed to meet up to do sex, but I gotta go real quick and do the spell with my sisters. And then that becomes complicated. There's no stakes for you to continue complaining that it's complicated. You've already made it work. This man has already stopped your life. Crying like Bravo, Andy, because come on, he got these warrior tickets. And so now we know that Prue is just like, oh my God, the warriors, they sucked. Blah, 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 blah. They like, sucked. Okay, they I don't know. Did you see how they sucked against the Lakers? Which, you know, know, until the days of Steph Curry, you know, the look, the Warriors were very much a... Uh, <laughs> I don't watch like, basketball. So in my in my notes, I was like, Ray got this one. I <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just shows that, like, Peru is... She... It's another layer of Peru that we don't get to see because she obviously likes sports because of the weight. Like, obviously, we're meant... It's not done as, like, a... A pick me kind of thing is kind of like me with football back in the day. And again, it's more of the why are we fighting this? He knows, like, you guys, the chemistry is there. Just, just get your back blown yeah. out. He knows everything about her. And he's he's leaning on the fact that he knows these things about her. And she's just fighting it. And it's weird. And and here come one of these weirdos, right? So here we're like, I hear, that, I hear that you are a cop. Uh, can you fix these parking tickets? Which. It's the 90s. I've done that. 
it's the 90s. I get it. <laughs> it's the thing. It's it's like a trope in the 90s, but bro, leave me the fuck alone. Did you seem trying to get some pussy? Like, you don't see what's going on right now? Like, read the And, and read obviously, the, walk your way out. Like, and then she's just like, oh, oh yay, a fucking um, break so I can run away from him. Because I do honestly believe that Prue doesn't have, like, she knows what she's saying is bullshit. And the only way for her to reinforce it is to not be in the room. Right. So, whatever. So she leaves and goes right back home, and then she sees that the door is open, and then she gets mad at Phoebe for the door being open, which is bullshit, because literally five minutes earlier in the episode, we see them leave together. They left together. So how are you blaming Phoebe for the door being open when you literally <laughs> left together? But I you are remember, a cunt. I think she you are her. a cunt. She, I mean, she is. Either okay, way, so now we but, see this Rottweiler, right? Mm-hmm. On the steps, growling at her. Which I noted makes no fucking sense because, okay, we established it, we established off air or probably on air that Piper's power activates through fear, Phoebe's power activates through horniness, and I mean, improves. Um, power activates during like anger. anger. But there yeah. is a if we are to believe because like that dog was definitely like ready to play and it just added extra foam all over its mouth. But we are to believe that this vicious dog is in your house on your staircase just barking at you just being like bitch I'm gonna fuck you and you don't yeah you don't blink you don't you just you let that motherfucker you chase you at your house you let that chase you at your own house like that don't make no sense. So in you my head, I was like, was there a thing against like an like to me? Maybe it was like animal cruelty. I don't know. But if this motherfucker is chasing me out of my, it was own the nineties. The nineties was a lawless land against the wall. Like it was that whole scene was. was it weird. made no sense. So like this is my this is my house now. Like and he barked her out of, out of the house because he also, he didn't. Where the he fuck didn't is it? Kit was like, you see the size of that bitch? You see the size of that? I'm in Kit was in fucking <laughs> Phoebe's room because Kit likes to watch Phoebe get naked. We know this from later episodes. So he was in Phoebe's room sniffing her panties. It was just the whole that scene was just it did not make sense to me. She ends up leaving and then what was it a cutscene into the morning time where they're talking about this? No, like- so this is it was very weird. It's very fucking weird because technically everything that we have discussed is before the cold is the cold open because then we yes. go into the credit. We go into like the main theme and again, sorry guys, Peacock does not have the original theme song. So womp womp. I'm pretty sure at this point we all just skip it once we realize that. Like I, mean, I definitely do hit skip intro. So yes. we come back to the. To the, it's after the party and I want to say it has to be the same night it literally has to be later on that night but the way they set it up from like po- like it's the last scene of the uh, last shot of the uh, opening credits and then you, it's now the next scene and they take us through like the day and now we're at like dusk at it's this so because now they're all back in the house and so they're yeah. debating on whether or not they're gonna like get a security system, if they're going to beef up Kit. And Prue's just like, oh, well, I told Andy. I told Andy's going to protect us. 
he got her back. And I was like, okay. And they're like, oh, so you told Andy? So you gonna tell Andy? Andy gonna come over here? Now, mm, I thought you didn't want to be with Andy. Which, which obviously, you know what? I give them kudos for calling her out on her bullshit. Because I thought you didn't want Andy around. I thought you want to keep Andy separate. But the minute something happened, you want to call Andy? All right, bitch, just fuck him. Just fuck him and get it over with. But I do think that she's obviously using this as a way to like to, get closer, but not actually get closer. Which, okay, so the options are to beef up Kit, which how would you even do that? Or get a security system. And they're like, no, it's too expensive. Your sister literally just, just like, you know what? I'm going to buy this Prada dress. We'll see what happens. Like, y'all don't care about money any other I time. I mean, she, she returned. See, she returned. It wasn't Prada. It was Armani. And she returned it. See, a security system, you got to pay for it. They're going to shut that shit up. And you're just going to be out in the cold. So, Honestly, I don't, I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't go with the security system. I, I mean, but do you also want on film, like, you blowing up shit in your house? You want like um, magical beings being caught on ADT? We're not you talking about. We're not talking about. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about how like like a regular like trip 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 trip. Somebody open your what door. What is going to do with a warlock though? What is trip 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 going to do with a warlock that's trying to murder you? What is that going to do, Auntie Ray? Come on, you know better than that. All right, I I know better than that. Yes, I understand. Like, hey, a warlock is going to blink and be in the house, but. You are three single women, and all you have are like locks and have not. Is your been. magical powers? Come on! No, 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 no. Excuse me, whatever, uh, ma'am, 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 ma'am. They need. I understand that they are witches, but as we have seen throughout this episode and many episodes, no motherfuckers, motherfuckers be breaking in all willy fucking nilly. And if we being honest, one sister who I will not say was like we coming up. Matter of fact, it was Prue. Prue was like we doing a security system. We doing a magical security system, but we doing a security system later on in the series. So if so, but right now they can't afford it because we only got two out of the three working. I did though. I liked. I liked the end of the scene because it's true. It's very. It's it's authentic family shit, and I do appreciate it. Yeah, she was being like Prue, and she was like, Phoebe, make sure you lock them doors. And then she walked out, and then Phoebe locked her out. And I was like, oh, this is the first time that they're actually, like, not, like, yapping at each other. And I thought that was really cute. I will say, though, after living with your sister, that locking doors comment is, uh... There's always a sister. There's always a sibling that doesn't lock doors. And... Yeah. It just happened to be your sister. Because, like, yo, there would be times I would come home and be like, uh, I don't, this door is Definitely would be the first person murdered in Scream. She definitely Who? would be. Yeah, because she would always yeah. leave the door open and be like, yeah. bruh. And I don't understand how she became so ditzy. I don't, I don't know. And just be like, yeah, she'd definitely be the first person murdered. <laughs> So the next I, would, I would back out and call her and be like, "Yo, you home? Why the fuck is the door open? What's going? I'm not entering this home by myself with this door unlocked." You think because you got that, you understand how it happens. You're not gonna be the first person murdered. You know, you gotta check your surroundings before walking into something that just don't seem right. 
which they don't do at all. Okay, okay. So, all right. I and I don't even think this is a spoiler because we already kind of discussed it. My major issue with this episode is nobody believes in stranger danger, even though in episode one they literally said, "Look out for stranger danger." There's too and many. In episode two, they promised that they were going to be more careful, and yet here we are. Your door is ajar. Go get the sister that freezes shit and come back. Go get yeah. Go get that. Go do that. Like, why are you entering in the house? Go get the sister that has, like, premonitions and half her touched the door. <laughs> Hell, if you want to be like, if you really want to. Andy got a gun. That's what I'm saying. Andy got a gun. You can even do that. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Okay. La, la, la. <laughs> this is why. This, she don't use her powers. Like. This is why I get so I got mad with this episode. So I feel I, like this is the least frustrating thing in this episode. No, so here's the, thing. here's the thing. No, here's the thing. The Book of Shadows, the Ouija board, whoever you were warned in episode one. Now that you have your powers, people will be coming after you. Now you have these three weirdo creepo ass fucking neighbors. That moved in across the street. For no, like, they're weird off rip. You're not gonna think nothing about it. You're not gonna think like, yo, Mr. and Mrs. Jacobson have literally lived here all our lives, and all of a sudden they just moved up and disappeared. And these three, these three fucking people around our age show up. You're not gonna look at them sideways. You're not gonna be like, that's suspicious. That's weird. No, none of that. This whole episode no. is an exercise in not paying attention to your surroundings, and it makes me mad. It was, it was. It just, oh. again, to me, it was the least frustrating thing because we move into the next scene, and Prue got her job. She got a nice little office, and she got this nice little desk, and this, this man scene- shows up. So this man asked her, he's like, yeah, I'm looking to get this appraised. And she was like, you should take your ass out to the appraisals. And <laughs> this is what I was alluding to in the previous episode where we're supposed to believe that Prue is this like really amazing, awesome ass like authenticator. She's really great at her job. And then she looks at this ring and she's like, duality means two. That's it. She described the gemstones and the gemstones were chrysolite, which stands for like sunstone or rose stone or gold stone, excuse me. And it's a form of peridot. Hey, Steven Universe. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's a protection stone, basically. We, we also hear that the Egyptians used it as a protection stone. The whole... Having two stone, she goes into having two stones for duality because she also references was this a wedding stone? Wedding because was this no, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, and I it, don't. She, it, they did good here. They did good here. No, they definitely did good. It was just that, like, it. it when you uh, see Prue in her element of being like a bad a bitch and a curator yeah. and everything like that, I want her to really be like. But boom, duality means two. But like, you don't feel like, I feel like she grabbed this, and she, I mean, she automatically was just like, the Egyptians and this and that and blah, blah. And I was like, all right, slow down. Like the whole 
two stones meaning duality thing was kind of, it was very like ham hocked but in the yeah. of it I think I, I gave feel- her a pass on that because of the amount of recall that she had for that stone but she then starts to realize that this ring looks familiar one how do you not recognize your dad TNS you spend the most time with him wasn't she looking down at one point though like was she not really I mean, but she also hadn't seen him since she was like four. In this in this episode, it's four. We learn later on that it's actually five. But in this episode, it's four. So she hadn't seen him since she was four. And he ain't had I mean, his hair is a lot better than what she probably wrecked. It was it was weird though. It was weird. No, I'm gonna be honest with you. So um jumping ahead, not jumping ahead, but going back, I should say. So Tony Dennison plays Victor Hollowell, which oh, okay. So Tony Dennison, who plays Victor Hollowell, he's eventually recast because it's the first and mm-hmm. last time we see this guy. Mm-hmm. Um and let's be his name is Victor Hollowell in this episode, which would mean that he took the maiden name. No, that was oh. no because it doesn't make any. I looked into it. They were just like, ah, we have to change it to Bennett. <laughs> they to it to Bennett. But I mean, I just thought because like the power, you know, is with the females that he took mm-hmm. her her name, which I thought was cute. But in later episodes, the name is Bennett. So we do definitely have some continuity the, issues. The, they, I feel like I feel like Hollowell was a placeholder name, and they just never changed it in the script. And they never changed it. Right. Right. But he ends up calling her Prudence. And I mean, like, obviously, I mean, I knew her name was Prudence. Her name is, is short for Prue. Prue, yeah. Um, we find out that this is, this is dad. She ends so, up being upset and kicking him out. So I had a lot of issues with this scene because um, Tony, Tony's delivery was not that of a absentee father. It was no. very sexual. It was very sexual. I didn't get sexual. I got con artist. Same difference. It was very sexual. (laughs) Like, because he was just like, "Mm, I like that. It was so easy. Yeah. He was like, I like that temper. It reminds me of somebody else. And it's like, why? This is your daughter. I didn't, I didn't get sexual. I definitely got sleazy slash con artist. And the whole like trying to like connect with you, this reminds me of me. It was it was too much. It, it, was it too definitely much. was too much. And it was just like, the reason why I said sexual is because before this episode, he, would do this, he had like a whole arc or was a whole character on Melrose Place. So his first like major role outside of a nighttime soap opera so this maybe the getting the rust off or whatever but it was a bad casting choice because one he didn't even look old enough to be their father no Two, his delivery was very sleazy i think i wrote smarmy so- yes at one, it was- at one point it was not good at all and, and I think this is one of my issues with this episode is mm-hmm. because he comes off like automatically watching it. I was like, what does he want? <laughs> he clearly wants something because he just came off like a con artist. 
Like yeah, he didn't he come up and go, I missed you guys. I, you know, I heard Grams died and blah, blah, blah. He definitely Word. came off. And NBC, like, he felt like, <laughs> like a shapeshifter hopping into the role as dad and not their actual dad. Like yes. the, the actor who eventually assumes the role as Victor Bennett, amazing. Kept it like, he looked the age, he, he looked the part as well as he acted the part. This guy looked like he was doing his homie a favor and it was just like, ah, we needed somebody to play the, the dad and we and, can't find... I mean, like, even down to, like, the oversized, like, the way they dressed him, that's, like... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, this man came off the set of Melrose Place and brought that same energy here. It just, and it, it did not fit at all. It did not connect. Which I think carries my frustration throughout the entire episode because so like typically I'm always like Prue you need to lighten up but for me like you guys don't know dad you guys don't remember him this man has abandoned us right he didn't want to be found when Phoebe went to New York where we initially knew him to be Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be found in New York. Now all of a sudden they got powers and he magically pops up and shows the protection stone. Which, you know, brings us right into the next scene because the next scene, uh, Prue is at lunch with her sisters recounting this event and they're just like, they're just like, oh my God, dad's back? Yay, did he ask about me? Oh my God. Does he want to see us? Let's see him now. And this is like, no. Do you not, like, literally everything you just said, Prue said. And I was like, oh, so now alarms are going off? Points were made, but, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Now we, we picking and choosing when we want to have our alarms go off. And I know it's easier when it's somebody that you don't like or somebody you really have a bad relationship with. But, my God. But they have no relationship with this man. Like, none. I meant Prue. I meant Prue. Prue, it's oh. easy for Prue okay. to... It's easy for Prue to jump to, um, because all the right alarms were going off for Prue because she knows this man and she already has like a bad right. feeling about him. Um, but like Piper and Phoebe are just like, oh my God, ooh, did dad, did dad ask about me? How come he went to you and not me? Oh my God, let's go see him now. And it's like, my dad was an absentee dad. And as much as I wanted him around, like, that's not my job to be begging and pleading and just falling off. Like, that's your job. And the fact that you didn't feel the need to do your job sours the experience. And, like, it just, it's very weird. I know, like, with absentee parents, there's always, like, a, um, a sibling that wants to hope for the better relationship with the parent. And then the other sibling who's just like, nah, this guy's a piece of shit. Fuck out of here. But uh, it makes sense for Phoebe to be, because Phoebe was a baby. But Piper, Piper being so like, well, why did he go to you and not me? What is that? That doesn't sound. Definitely. uh, It was very bothersome. They do eventually agree that they'll wait to see him for dinner but Prue was like she didn't want to go to dinner and Phoebe of course being Phoebe was like fuck y'all I'm gonna do what I want suck my dick first go of see all that. this scene I needed to take a shower I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna like it was okay your father is naked 
getting a massage by another woman. And he, you walk in and he's just like, my baby, my precious baby. Piper? Like, dad should not be that comfortable with their nudity in front of their absentee children. Like, I mean, there was so much, and I completely overlooked that because he called her Piper. And I was just like, sir. Exactly. But like, this sure. was like, <laughs> the whole scene was very weird because mm-hmm. you are butt ass naked. This woman is rubbing on your body. Your child that you don't even know because you're like, my precious baby. Definitely not proof because that bitch called, cursed me out so today. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Gotta be one of the other two peas. Right? Piper. And you know what? I will give it to Alyssa Milano. She was doing a she did a lot of heavy lifting in this scene. And it's the only redeeming quality in the scene. Because he's he calls her Piper and she's just like she's obviously in her eyes. And then she's just like, that's okay. You know, people say that we look alike anyway. And he's just like, No, I should be slapped and persecuted. Slapped and persecuted. Slapped and per- no, sir, you deserve to. Then die. he offers her a drink, right? And, and it's, it's like, like, are you are you old what? enough? But these aren't enough. These aren't red flags enough that this guy's a horrible human being. This guy, okay. And then he's like, maybe I can give you another. I can have her come back and give you a massage. Do you want some room service? This scene was horrible. The scene From was the- horrible. He knew she was he was straight garbage and doesn't do anything about it until he gets she she hugs him and she gets the premonition that daddy's out to take the book of shadows. And so like while this And I happening- want I want to put a pin in this because mm-hmm. I'm going to bring this up later. Oh, we had to put a pin I, in it. I literally was going to say something as you're listening, guys, I want you. I'm, I'm hoping that you guys have either watched this already or you're watching it with us. But she gets a premonition that her dad wants to take the Book of Shadows. I'm going to pin that in my imaginary what the fuck, Phoebe Wall, because we're going to bring that up later. So right after this scene, we have this mailman, the most evil looking mailman I have ever seen outside of Supernatural. And even that mailman at Supernatural looked more friendly than this one. Like, oh, this man looked like he was ready to, like, mm-hmm. molest a child and kill somebody. So he-, he definitely looked like somebody that, like, we'd be listening to a podcast 20 years later and be like, yo, I definitely <laughs> got those same vibes! So That's he, he uh, like. So this man, this demon, shapeshifts, like, does magic, and his finger goes like from this to like this, and it's the key to their apartment. I mean, to the house. And he uses his finger key to unlock the door, goes straight to the attic, and where's the door? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you want to keep that in? You have to keep that in. You have to keep that in. I'm sorry. <laughs> so like <laughs> he breaks into the uh the house, heads straight for the attic and trying to steal the book of shadows. He grabs the book of shadows and 
is trying to run out the house with it, but the book and shadows can't leave the property. No, 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 no. So no matter, <laughs> no matter what he tries to do, he um he just can't leave. And then he sees crew coming up the driveway, and he shape shifts into Andy, and. Oh my fucking god! Just the worst job of covering his tracks ever, 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 ever. This ever. man broke the attic door, threw the book of shadows into like a room that wasn't even like he didn't because he had enough time to like put it underneath the couch or whatever. He could have done something. The, the book of shadows is visible. Is visible to anybody who walks into that in the house. Exactly. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, you would never believe who get who popped up, my dad. And Andy is just like, oh, that's cool. That's what's up. Niggas pop up every day, B. And doesn't give him, and doesn't give anything like that. And then Cinda, the creepiest neighbor of them all, pop, just knocks on the door. Knocks on the door and is like, hey, what's up? Just checking she definitely in. doesn't Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Like, she pops her head through. I was like, what? What's Why that? are you here? Why are Why you are here? You like, hey, May, where's your maid outfit? Why are you here? Because, like, it was, it was she, literally, she literally said. And the fact that Prue didn't, like, put two and two Why together. Are, Why are you here? Like, Because she didn't ask anything. Hey, is everything good? Why would it not be good? Explain, Cinda. Why would it? No, the scene goes. Cinda opens the door. Hey, just checking in. Um, Prue's like, "Oh, we good. Enjoys your party." And then Cinda leaves. Why are you here? It just. It did not make. It was weird. It was clunky. To me, it should have. I mean, for the viewers, you're like, okay, clearly something is amiss here with these weirdos. But, like, I feel like with Prue being wary of everything, that didn't pick that up for her at all. That's what I'm no. saying. And then, like, okay, so we leave them because. Well, she sees that the Book of Shadows, book of Shadows is on the floor. floor. And she Holds does. Stairs and notices that the attic is all fucked up. And there are no fucking bells ringing in your fucking head. Andy is in your house. Your attic door is destroyed, and the book of shadows is on the floor in the living room where you did not leave it. And you just must be like, "Not, nah, it's my dad. It's all dad, 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 the dad, 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 dad." And it's like, no, girl, no. It'd have been like, I gotta kill Andy. Fuck. Right? Like that'd have been my first thing. Like, fuck, he gotta die now. Let me just get it one more time. Right. So she's explaining to, so the next scene is her explaining to her sisters what's going on. And like you said, her first reaction is, it's Victor. Phoebe says nothing. Not a goddamn thing. She says nothing. And Piper is just like, no, how do you know it's dead? It can't be dead. How do you know it's dead? And again, points are fucking made. This man was not around for their entire childhood. This man did not pop up six months ago when your grandmother died. And all of a sudden that we got powers, he over here wanna pop up and be a dad. Who the fuck is you? And the same day that he pops up, your attic is broken into like no points were made. And I know I know we always say that Prue is a bitch, but like at this episode, she had every right to be so. And the fact that her sisters are consistently blowing off her feelings bothers me. 
And I think it's more so like they are so determined to have a relationship with this absentee parent that they are ignoring like obvious red flags. And I'm pretty like, I know there were times where I wanted more from my dad and expected more from my dad and was willing to ignore shit that my dad did because I wanted more from him. And I, that's the only thing I can give them. But like, you do also have to work with the evidence in front of you. And if the evidence... like It was weird. The evidence... Nobody was saying, like, this is kind of weird, guys, except for Prue. And I just feel... I mean, Phoebe gonna be Phoebe, right? Like, Phoebe gonna be Phoebe, but I expected more from Piper. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, Phoebe... (laughs) Phoebe's always gonna let you down, at least in the first Right. But I expected more from, like, the middle child, and she just did not give it to me they end up going to dinner prude says she's definitely not going she has had enough of her dad she's not gonna go to dinner so it's just um her and and an endless supply of broccoli for dinner also has anybody questioned right these two girls are these three girls excuse me are struggling daddy is getting massage in-house in suite massages and well, take them that does come dinner? up that does that does come up so don't like let's get there when we get there so we'll get there when we get there phoebe and piper are at dinner with dad and you're just being very like woo very basic bitch i miss my daddy i love you i'm gonna take the little bit of crumbs that you give me and the like <laughs> and the little bit of like illogical nonsense that you're throwing my way underneath the guise of you know trying to reconnect and while she's re- while they're reconnecting andy drops over and he's like yo my plans for tonight fell through um let's hang out and before we even get into andy though piper does say why here why now and that motherfucker deflects he deflects he never answers the question ever it's- I mean, men don't answer, they deflect. That's like their superpower. But this is your daddy. And I need to know, like, you ain't show up when mom died. You ain't show up when Grams died. Why are you here? And then you deflect and nobody at this table is like, this don't seem white. This don't seem white. No? Okay. They're too happy. That's what I'm saying. Like... Like, spoiler alert. Um, I'm Trinidadian. Man, I'm Trinidadian. <laughs> and as the child of Trinidadian, men and a uh, man and a woman, my dad had another family. Ha 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 to be with us or like why he chose that family to spend the majority of his time with and with us. And I had to work through that on my own and deal with that on my own. And then, but there were times during me working through that, that had my dad come to me as lazily as Victor did, I would have definitely, I would have stopped that shit up. I would have clung to that little bit of fucking attention like it was the best thing possible. And 
that's me being like eight, nine, ten. These are twenty year old women, twenty plus mm-hmm. year old women doing the same shit. And it's kinda like this man has been nothing but an absentee disappointment for your entire life. Why do you expect this to change now? And I just think because this is their first chance at seeing him after all this time, they're just going right back into like the baby, like baby proof, I mean, baby proof, baby Piper, baby Phoebe just wanted to have this dad in their life. And I get it, I understand it, but there's a better way to do it. There's, I've seen it done in better episodes. Shit, to this day, we say, how come he don't love me? And we all know we talk about Fresh Prince. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. There's a way to play the absentee dad that worked, and this didn't work. It just, it was more, it was. It was kind of pathetic. You said it. It was. It, it was pathetic. Watching them, like, get into their powers, start, you start to, like, while they are the sisters three and the charmed ones, you start to see them as individuals. And like I said before, I expected this from Phoebe, but for me, it, it took away from Piper's character. Because while I understand that this is your dad, Piper still also has, like, a hint of skepticism walking into every Piper, Piper legitimately is like the, Piper is definitely the who all going to be their sister. Right. And and this episode just didn't feel like the who all going to be their sister. She was cute. I guess until a lot later. Um, It just, like I said, like this was classic Phoebe even, and honestly, I think even more than classic Phoebe, I really disliked her character in this episode like other episodes I'm like oh but that's just phoebe oh that's just phoebe but this one it was almost in a way i think malicious the not fact even, that she had information and withheld it not even just that i think it was also kind of like they say earlier at they say at the lunch that like you had a relationship with him and we did it and I think that desire to have a relationship with him overruled her common sense because she knew that if she told Prue about the premonition, Prue was shutting that shit the fuck down. Prue was was like, no, 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 (laughs) no. You just proved me right, bitch. Get him out of here. Matter of fact, give me a spell to kill my daddy. (laughs) I believe, though, that and because it isn't just like daddy issues. We see this with Phoebe and her quest to be loved, that her quest for love completely shortens her common sense. Like it just frizzes out whatever electrical conductor that's in her brain that gives her common sense. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't have it on her quest for love. And I, again, I don't know if it's daddy issues or if it's just like how Phoebe is written, but it was like, I think if we are to understand Phoebe, it is daddy issues, mommy issues. It's daddy issues, mommy issues, and abandonment. It's yeah, yeah. So let's go to let's let's at least go to the one daddy that I can rely on, and that's daddy. So okay, this scene. This scene irritated me too. I guess this is called really, yeah. Because all right, remember the scene 
two scenes ago where he is the guy transforms into Andy, and Andy can give two shits about um, her dad coming back. Okay. Yep, yep. And now this Andy shows up, and this Andy is Andy. Like he understands why you feel the same, why you feel the way you do. He actually is concerned that your dad is popping up. He asks all the right questions. He makes all the jokes. He's just like, oh, you know, we didn't make it to our prom either. He is legitimately acting the way he should have acted uh, when imposter Andy popped up. And the fact that that, the way that Andy's acting now and the way he was acting earlier did not ring any bells for Prue made me so mad because the these Andys are night and day. Right. And I don't think she ever brings up to brings up to true Andy that he had shown up earlier. He does. Yeah. That doesn't happen at all. It was weird to me. Like it was weird. I do I did enjoy the fact that she missed prom because she was with Andy. I did. (laughs) (laughs) And I do like the fact that like Andy is like, Well, we I'm gonna drop you off to this fucking dinner and you gonna say what you need to say. Right. And and again, how did Andy, who was in my house like five hours ago, and this Andy, two different Andys. Who the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Who the and fuck it, is it, it pulls off no alarm bells. So we end up going back to the restaurant now and with Prue. Prue's upset. She wants to know. She asked Dad, like, where were you when Graham's died? It becomes this whole commotion. The flambe almost goes, and then. Well, no, 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 no. So, like, she comes back and is like, where the fuck were you when Grams died? You got all this money. We could have really used that to help bury mm-hmm. her. And they were like, well, he's getting to that. And they never got to it. They never got to it. Ever. And, and it's just like, what the fuck is this? There was like, definitely like, I think that bo- that bothers me too. It also bothers me towards the end of the episode. And we'll get to that. Um, oh, yes. A thousand percent. This episode. But. She ends up um, so everything the waiter, and then before like everything in the freeze, Piper grabs the flambe. Everybody freezes, and then to like um, what we realize is him playing it off. Uh, he goes, he says nice reflexes, so the waiter thinks that like he dropped it, and Piper was just there to crack to grab it. Right. But we do realize that he knows that okay, so Piper, you got the power of freezing. Which would mean that you have the power of telekines- telekinesis, and Phoebe, you have what now? So we, we oh, so you know about magic, Daddy? Interesting. I will say I did write down. Dad has common sense. Let's not talk about this in public. I somebody. Although he, room, although he did bring it up, he did he bring up. it up. But he said, let's take this someplace private and not have the conversation in a public area. So while they are wrapping up this dinner, uh, we realize that the two shapeshifters are in the... (laughs) It's fine. Um, So while uh, while they are at dinner or wrapping up dinner, the two out of the three shapeshifters are there pretending to be Piper and Phoebe and the mailman comes back and it's like, what the fuck are y'all motherfuckers doing here? And then we realize like, of course, it's the people from across the street. Yeah. Surprise! 
we knew they were weird, but they're shapeshifters, and it was, um, it was weird. I have a note that I don't know if you've ever seen Reality Bites, but um, Marshall, the main one, was just like he gave me very Ben Stiller vibes from Reality Bites, like that, like that's the kind of delivery he was giving. Jesus, that, that very nineties, like. Chandler Bing is the prototype, and there's just different variations of it, I guess. And that's what he was giving me. He was giving me some Ben Stiller, Chandler Bing vibes. It Either was... way. And they're all arguing about, like, the best way to handle these witches. And then they're like, well, dumb bitches, they're on their way home. But how would you even know that they're on their way home? Yeah, it was it was weird. And then, oh, and then the girl, the girl turns into, I guess, their true form. Oh, oh. Yeah, and what? she's just like, let's just kill him. What the fuck was that, though? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, y'all have made this woman, I mean, hideous. And you never see the guys turn into the true form. So it's, it's always, form. it's like yeah. weird, power-hungry, demon violent. shifter, violent, female. It was, why? She always said she had a bloodlust. Yes. And, like. Even from like the jump, her crushing the can. It's like, okay, bitch, we get it. You're tough. Blah blah blah. So like, I don't. They don't explain how Marshall knows that they're on their way home. Maybe the waiter was like, all right, he said freezing. They on their way back or whatever. <laughs> so when they come home, instead of like being greeted by like Marshall, Cinda, and um, Carrot Top. Um, they are greeted by three ravens and they fly out. The ravens fly out and they're like, oh, that's like, oh, regular house guest. Where the fuck is Kit during all of this? Okay. Kit is useless. I have totally useless. I, <laughs> I have birds that live in my AC and the minute they start chirping, Panther's like, hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. Got that shit the fuck out. I Panther mean, is her cat. It's, a, it's one of her cats. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Panther, my cat, who surprisingly has not jumped up on this table during any of our podcasts yet. But Panther is friends with cats. The cat, I mean cats, friends with birds. The birds leave us treats for him. Like they bring toys and stuff for Panther to play with. It's very cute and very like Cinderella. But at least Panther knows what's up. Right, at right. Least he know- where the fuck is Kit? But also, again, y'all have had a dog in this house. Y'all have had the attic busted into. And now y'all got crows. And the other two are sitting here reminiscing with their dad. And Prue's just like, well, let me find out how the fuck they got into this house. Exactly. And she's like, oh, well, there was a window open. And then I think that's how they got in. Now, in my neighborhood, there are crows. Like, there are legitimately crows in my neighborhood. A crow has never flown into my house once. Like, I have seen crows eating decayed, like, meat on the side of the... Like, I've walked to the grocery store and seen, like, (laughs) crows pecking at, like, dead things or, like, raw, expiring meat. Never once has a crow come into my house. A squirrel has, but never a crow. And it just... I was like, this is bullshit. All right, whatever. Okay. It was moving on. It just didn't. It didn't. It and I, it bothered me. I think what bothered me too is just the like, um, 
Victor, I don't know what the fuck you were trying to do, bruv. I don't know what you were trying to say or how you were trying to get your point across, but you sound like you were trying to rob him of the Book of Shadows. And even then, Phoebe didn't even open up her Yes, yes. So they start reminiscing about these photos. He starts looking at these photos and he's telling them like, oh, this one you were at this age and... uh, this is what uh, this used to be a five by uh, seven, but you know I got cut out the picture. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like because Grant's cut him out. This was your this was your piano recital. The picture sucks because I had to take it because your mom was so nervous. If you can look really really closely, you can see that's her. And it's just like it's not even how can we tell it's her? At, whatever. Both of us, it's not even important. It was it just bothered but, me, but I feel like it sets the scene because Phoebe is just like bah, 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 and shut the fuck up. She just starts talking word. about their powers and the book starts. of shadows. And shut up. Bitch, this man didn't even know that you weren't your sister an hour ago. Shut up. This man, like you start spilling the tea. Like, I'm not robbing a bank with you. I honestly don't even feel comfortable fighting crime with you no no what is this uh-uh. you start being like well i i like it happened it happened on a tuesday um it was raining and then i was then the book of shadows appeared to me and then i read an ink and like and girl, you not him the whole recipe the of her sister because they're all like what and they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, well, now we have somebody to talk to. He has not been in your life for a full day yet. A full day. And y'all are just, you just blabbing and giving all these secrets. And it, it, again, it just brings me to him being a comic. He's like, well, you know, I haven't seen the Book of Shadows in such a long Shad- time. Exactly. Well, because you left, us. you left us. That's why you haven't seen the Book of Shadows, bruh. And you ain't seen it today. It's so cr- and then he's like... Can I see it? Why? Why? You not magical. You don't got no powers. Why you want to see it? Why? Somebody tell me why. Uh, and you know what it is? Okay. Oh, so I wrote, I wrote here that Spidey senses go off for people you already hate. Because, girl, girl, everything that's happened in this episode, yes. I want to say 95% of it points to Victor being like a creepo, but that 5%, that's a really strong 5% because Andy was in your house, not Victor. Cinda's the one who keeps popping up, not fucking not Victor. Victor. It, honestly, the alarm bells for Victor shouldn't pop off until he starts asking for the Book of Shadows. And I'm glad that Prue and Piper were just like, nah, you good. You no. don't need to see that. You don't need, yeah, you don't need to see that shit. Watch you. But, but guys, but like, yo, Phoebe, a pick me, even it, like a pick me to the death. I swear. Yes, yes. She just, again, she does not say anything about the premonition. And like, which is crazy because he literally said, he literally said, I want the book. He literally said, I wanted it. And you didn't say nothing. It didn't make and, you, and you continue to like, Bill secrets and it was just girl girl what are we and what are and we then doing he's like, here yeah, i want the book because i don't believe that you guys should have it and like i fought your grandmother on how to raise you 
Um, and but she was too powerful, so she won. That whole Grams put a spell on me, so that's the reason why I wasn't around. I was just like, for guys, if you're listening, we're just stare, we're staring at each other right now because that is bullshit. Grams put a spell on me, and that's the reason why I wasn't around. That's what we're gonna go with. It's just that, so, that's what we're it's gonna do. So, okay, okay, sir. Nothing he said made sense. Nothing he said made any kind of fucking sense. Why do you want this book? Why can't we protect ourselves? How are you going? He was like, how are you, the mortal, with no fucking powers, going to then protect us with this book? You don't have any powers, Chad. You don't have no powers, Victor. What the fuck are you talking about? And then you will come at me. You will come at me like, how are you going to protect your sisters, bro? I hope you can protect your sisters, bro. Bitch, I was protecting them before you got here. Where the fuck you been all these years? It... I, I mean, like, I I don't typically condone violence against your elders, but he deserves to get slammed into the wall. I I hate how they slammed him into the Why wall. Why was it they so slow? Her powers was on, like, DSL. It was, like, buttering. Were... Like, why was it so slow? <laughs> Her powers were on dial-up. That's what it was. So she doesn't knock him out. Doesn't... He's able to, like, pick himself up. And he's like, you know, if you wanted me to leave, all you had to do was ask. And it was like, bruh, you could have left like we did the last time. You ain't ask us if you wanted to go. Bruh, bye. Oh. Right. And then. So we do. So, so we do have a quick cut scene. Where we're going back to these fucking weirdos. And they're trying to figure out still how. Because the, they can't. They, they realize that they can't get the Book of Shadows out the house. So they're having this stupid ass argument on how they're going to uh, get the book. And this is the first Can time we find quick... out that Victor is working with these assholes. Can we just say that it's very weird because evil technically can't touch the Book of Shadows. Yes. Because in later episodes, we see the minute evil gets near the Book of Shadows, the Book of Shadows is all... the Book of Shadows is technically Doctor Strange's cape because it don't play that shit. <laughs> like... Evil tries to get next to the Book of Shadows, right. and it's like, nope, nope, don't touch, no touching, right. no thank you. But this episode, Book of Shadows is fully grabbed, tucked in Molested. the fucking pit. Yeah, it's weird. And it's like, you teamed up with warlocks to steal the book from your daughters to protect them from evil? But it's the evil that's going to get. It doesn't make. Like Victor is a trash human being. But you know Grams. You know their mom. And you're really going to sit there and be like. Oh the best thing to do is to let the warlocks have it. Especially knowing how he died. I feel that like. They were still fleshing out Victor's character. They didn't know if they wanted him to be a good guy or if they wanted him to be a bad guy, if they wanted him to be reoccurring, if this wanted him to be a one-shot thing. Because there's too many inconsistencies with this character. I feel like this was a draft character that they never, like, that it is never fleshed out until we see him again in later seasons. But 
for the introduction for the dad, for the, the introduction for the only living relative, relative that they have. This is garbage. Is trash. It's garbage. Garbanzo bean. Like there were three writers for this episode, and none of them wrote anything good for Victor. Not a, it, none of it makes sense. So we still don't know how he's. Which I'm assuming he's gotten the money from the warlocks because we don't know how he's gotten money. So probably it's some sort of cash advance or they've worked together before, but he is in with the warlocks. Uh, The next scene is Victor and the warlocks trying to figure out how they're going to do this. You you finally now see them with the bad guys and they're arguing back and forth. He's like, shut your mouth. You can't even get the book out the house. Not being fucking cocky. (sighs) And he's, I mean, honestly, if I had to pick anything out that I liked from this episode, besides the ending, and I'm, you know what I refer to as the ending, mm-hmm. I do kind of like this scene because he's like, <laughs> can I poke holes into your bullshit ass theory? And if there's one thing I love to do is poke holes into people's bullshit ass theories because he's like, okay, so you fucking kill me. What happens next? You don't know what buttons to press. You don't know how to manipulate my daughter the way I do. That's you don't know horrible. how to like. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna work the Phoebe angle. What, sir? Oh my! She's God. already seen the tip of my dick, so no. I'm already in okay, there. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're moving to the next scene. I'm done with you on this. I'm done. You're I'm sorry. Me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. That's what he gave me, I'm and done. that's what I'm giving y'all. The next episode, so, okay. ha- next scene, they're having breakfast. And can I just say that Piper and her presentation for breakfast is amazing, okay? They had little fruit bowls, the fresh fruit with breakfast. Because Piper, to the end of the season, is a chef. I may be a witch. I may be a woman. I may have my vagina open for a couple of seasons, but... I'm a chef at heart, okay? I was okay. Just like, the presentation for breakfast was every... I, I was like, ooh. Especially for bitches I'm not really fucking with right now. Right? <laughs> Prue would have gotten nothing. Do you hear me? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Do you, you know those TikToks you sent me where the woman's like, and my husband made me... He was hungry, and I was so mad! <laughs> that <laughs> that would have been me making breakfast for these hoes like i would have had the spread for me and them bitches would have had like the food would have been in the pot i wasn't even making that right it was on the it was just well done like brava brava finally phoebe admits to seeing a fucking premonition so it it took like oh days it took a whole fucking day she finally admits now that she has seen a premonition of victor holding the book of shadows the book of shadows yeah and they like they look at her like you raggedy I will give it to Prue in this scene though because Prue would have had every right to have been a bitch and she is not Phoebe admits that she's been conned by her dad and Prue goes in and gives her a hug now I am in full Scorpioness slash Virgo rising would have enjoyed taking that knife and just digging it in just a little bit deeper but Prue did not do that. <laughs> I feel that like me with my Libra sun, Aries moon, and Libra rising 
would have been like, I told you so, you dumbass. Now, don't you feel foolish? I told you so, you stupid. Now, don't you feel stupid? I mean, I told you, I showed you, he showed you, and, but, because you got visions, you better than people, you dumbass bitch. Get out of here. Go get the paper. Get the paper, you slave. That the ring that Victor typically wears is on the floor or on a table or something like that, but it's not on Victor. So it, yeah, it's on like, cause they have like this, um, they have a table in between like their dining room and like their living room and the stairs. Like, so when you walk in, I think it's like their key table or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's too, it's too far to be a key table. But it's too much open it's a, space. It's a foyer. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a fill it's, it's in, a it's a fill in yeah. empty space table. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So um, Piper looks to her left or whatever, and she sees the table. I mean, sees the ring on the table. And it's like, oh, dad's ring. Blah, 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 blah. And Phoebe goes outside to get the paper. And when she gets the paper, she sees these creepy ass neighbors. Parked in front of her fucking... I mean, technically it's in front of their house. But still, like, like, why y'all just outside hanging by the door? Like, go inside! They're sitting, like, the car is parked in front, and they're set, like... They're literally watching her door. It's so strange. And then Victor pops up. No, no, no. So, like, it's very strange, because Homeboy is, like, there with the glove. Because he's playing baseball by himself, I guess, in front of the house. And he's just like, hey, how you doing? What are you guys fucking doing? It's it's weird. And nobody's spidey senses tingle. Not even when her dad creeps up on her in the creepiest fucking ways possible. I swear to God, anybody rolled up on me like that, they're getting hit. There, this man came out from the shadows and like caressed her shoulder and was just like, "I need to talk to you." Who are you, yo, bro? I need your telekinesis powers. Get him away from me. It was just the whole. I mean, and I feel like this just like if the episode was already at like a four, we're like on the rolling hill to like garbage at this point. I just feel like the episode from here on out just gets worse. And worse and worse. Victor is asking her for the book. He's like, we need the book. He touches her. She finally gets this whole premonition. No, 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 no. Not even just that. So he's like, we need the book. And he's like, look, Phoebe, look. And he shook and he like shakes her kind of. Yeah, what was that? Why are you touching me like that? He's shaking the premonition out of her. Okay. Yeah. That that That, because that's what that's literally what happens. He keeps telling her, he's shaking her. He's shaking her and like, look, and she has a premonition. And then in the premonition, she sees that it's not her dad who steals the book of shadows. It's uh, Marshall and the two neighbors. It's actually them. And then she's like, huh. And then Marshall and them come over and like the weirdest in like the. The whole setup <laughs> is weird. They all end up in the fucking house because she's like, I didn't lock the doors. So like Phoebe, like Phoebe gets a premonition and she's like, all right, it's, it's them. We gotta kill them. We gotta kill them. We gotta kill them. Which I appreciate. She goes right into killer mode. So and she runs you. into the attic and she gets this colors of the wind. <laughs> no. So Prue stops her and is just like, "Hey yo, 
where are you going? She's like, it's Marshall. It's them. <laughs> like, she's trying to get it out. And then she gets it, like, trying to say it. Like, um, he's like, it's Marshall, the dude. And and then Cinda comes around. She's like, I brought cookies. And it's just like, ugh. And then the other, like, Carrot Top walks in and just like, oh, your door was open. Why are you in my house? It, and then, like, was, it was... This was the most anticlimactic ending that I have ever. It was just like, yeah. First of all, Cinder talked all this cash shit about murdering people and ain't do not a goddamn thing. And then came through with cookies. And came through with cookies. You did all of this shit Are- the entire episode and did nothing, nothing when it came time to like actually have a climactic villain versus hero type of thing. So. Oh. This this actually this actually what you're saying brings me into my issue with this as well. So Phoebe goes up to the attic and trying to figure out what to do, and she says, "I don't even know what I'm looking for." And like the Book of Shadows is like, "I got you, boo," and goes directly to the spell. She memorizes it and comes down. And when she comes down, her dad's in the foyer, and it's like, "Ah, oh, fuck." And then another um, dad. <laughs> and then Piper says like the worst line of the episode. I actually wrote it down. Last, though. <laughs> last week we had no dads, and now we have two. Get the fuck out! Get out of my Caucasian home. It was a good joke. A great joke. <laughs> it was. Uh... There was no like fighting. There was no nothing. Prue, when you were younger, you weren't scared of anything. No, no, no. Man. He was like, he was like, Phoebe, I'm your real dad. Remember when you were younger, you were scared of the dark, and I would put the light on for you in the hallway. Which, once we see the thing at the end, makes no fucking sense. Phoebe was never afraid of the fucking dark. That makes no fucking sense. This is... They couldn't even keep up with the continuity in the same fucking episode. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, well, duh, all kids are afraid of the dark. And dad is like, well, not Prue. Prue's never afraid of anything. And Piper's bitch ass is like, oh, well, you know, that's true. You weren't afraid of the dark. Lucky guess. And all this man says is prudence. And then they're like... He said my name, name. And like, I guess this is supposed to be his redeemable quality. He's like, you know, if you have to do the, the spell and kill us all, just kill us all. And they're like, oh, that's definitely dad. And so Prue like, and let's her, let her know her protection rate. Man, this was. No, so- no, 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 no. Piper legitimately says out loud, Prue the protection ring. <laughs> and Prue uses her telekinesis powers to like make the ring get closer to her dad so he can grab it. And this is where I get mad because why is nobody attacking them? You have Cinda who was ready to fucking kill at the drop of a dime. Just you got Carrot Top not doing nothing. And everybody's just standing there in a perfect formation waiting to fucking die. It, uh, it made no sense. Like y'all talked all this cash shit. Throughout, like, we had multiple scenes of them arguing on how they were going to handle the Hallowell sisters. And I understand, I think it was Marshall who was like, clearly they're stronger than us. And so we definitely need the Book of Shadows to overtake them. 
It was Marshall said, with like, no fight right like, now. Nothing? Marshall was like, we can't fight them now because you know, at full strength, they're they we can't take them. But we'll get the book, get some, get the power, and then we'll be able to grab the real and- dad and threaten him. Like, so, so, give me something, give me anything. Like y'all stood around and waited for this chick to run upstairs. Do her Pocahontas thing and let the wind guide her to the right spell. She and then the spell. They first of all, the spell they have to chant like multiple times, right? And to me, the spell wasn't even. When in the circle that is home, safety's gone and evils roam. Rid all beings from these walls. Save us, sisters three. Now heed our call. Like that was the weakest spell I've ever heard. So and why do they get destroyed? Right. Yo, so I've seen like this whole no, I'm the real one. No, I'm the real one. The whole like Spider Man yeah. meme. Like the, yes. uh, we I've seen the, if you watch supernatural shows, hell, if you watch supernatural, you've seen this. There's a way to do this fucking trope where who's the real one that doesn't come off looking clunky, that doesn't come off looking stiff, that yo, this man was wearing a Steve Harvey suit. And was still <laughs> Victor Hollywell was wearing a Steve Harvey what suit was for this that? entire season. I mean, for this entire episode, and was still stiff, still stiff as shit. And when they're doing the uh, the spell, and everybody's getting affected by it, it's even it, that's even bad too because all he's just like. He gets out on one knee and it's just like, (laughs) yo, yo, yo. At least Jeremy had a whole fucking dialogue. At least Jeremy was like, you will never be safe and you will never be free. They gave me, they sat there and allowed themselves, they didn't even... Like, what was the point? Like, y'all sat here and cased out this house. Y'all broke into her house as a dog, as ravens. It's like... N- you murdered the neighbors. <laughs> you had to murder the neighbors, right? Like, y'all gave us... And then you had your chance. At least bum rush them. Take the dad by the throat. He's not a magical being. Like, do something. something. And you did absolutely nothing. And it was just... It was bad. It was, it was bad. very fucking bad. But the bad guys are. Doesn't he say something to the effect of like, "I guess you don't need your old man to protect you"? <laughs> so no. So um. So what happens is Victor is still sticking with the lie because it has. It's a lie. It's a fucking lie. He's still sticking with the lie of wanting to steal the book of shadows to protect them because he still sees them as his little girls. The same little girls that he fucking abandoned. Like, you didn't care about protecting them then. You want to protect them now when they have their powers? Shut the fuck up. And Piper's bitch ass is like, well, dad, we're always going to be your little girls. But now we just have magic. That whole thing just bothered me. You end up like, so the next scene is them getting like ready for dinner. Phoebe still ain't got no job and is still borrowing clothes at this point. Like, we're on episode three, and she has nothing to her name. What? Not, okay, I know we said last episode 
that she was volunteering her time at Quake. I don't believe she was volunteering her time at Quake. I believe that Piper was like, yo, bitch, you need a job. I'm the manager. Come do some shifts. Come make come make a little bit of money. So what, she just abandoned like, that too? <laughs> my sister's the manager. I oh, only work my sister work. It was such a struggle. So we end to what, they get a phone call, right? And dad's not. No, no, no. No, no, that's not what happened. So what happens is um, they are they are hanging around in the living room trying to like wait for dad. Prue was like, oh, I see you wearing my dress, you stupid ass bitch. I don't got no clothes. Dad said it was casual. But yeah, I wanted to be nice for him. So you wore my dress, whatever. So the she doorbell no rings. Clothes. Oh, so the doorbell rings. Pause. This is the only... When I say my face lit up and we get him in his like, uh, before I'm going to find my notes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. In my notes, it says. (laughs) I have that too. (laughs) Can you see that? Yeah, you see how big and bold it is? I have that too. I can I just see like my face lit up and Leo shows up. So Brian Krause, who plays So yeah, he uh excuse you, it's Mr. Wyatt, but you can call me Leo. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. So he he shows up with an um with a padded envelope in hand and it's he hands it off to one of the sisters. He hands it off to Prue. And when Prue opens it, it's a VHS tape. And she's like, guys, dad isn't coming. Oh. And they're like, how do you know? And it's the VHS tape and a note from him. Like, you couldn't even, like, ring the bell? And dad has abandoned them again. You couldn't even ring the bell, bruh. Something came up. You could not ring the bell? So I want to say, the- <laughs> I wrote in here... To make you happy, right? Leo has true Dom energy hmm. because he walks in and is like, wow, this is a nice house. You don't really see, you know, houses like this anymore. And they're like, you know, the manor's a little run down, you know. And he's just like, it's not the manor. It's in the manor in which it was taken care of. You mean to like the wall? Yes. Like, oh, okay. He was like, it's in the manner, it's in the manner in which it was taken care of. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, and Phoebe with her wide open ears. <laughs> she was so, like, I funny was enough, funny enough, uh, Alyssa and you know Brian did date, so it's very weird. They did date, so. She's literally throwing pussy at her boyfriend oh, <laughs> on screen. Oh. Yeah. Um. So you know that's we see Leo and his true dom for a brief second. His true dom energy, and the episode really ends with these sisters sitting around this one like single chair because like. Piper is on like the arm of the chair. Mm-hmm. Phoebe is in the bulk of it with her legs hanging off the other chair, and um, Prue is sitting in the front of Phoebe's legs, and they're watching this like um, this homemade movie about the Christmas morning, where we see 
like the worst cybers I have ever seen. I in my wrote fucking down life. what is with the mutton chops. Um, we see um somebody who's claiming to be the mom. That's actually Alyssa Milano. I know. I was like, that definitely looks like Alyssa. That is. A I was like, that's Alyssa. they end up obviously casting the mom later on um, with an angel, Fanola Hughes. <laughs> um. But yeah, it just, oh God, what a horrible. This was not as, it was not heartwarming at all. It was like, I know we're meant to like, supposed to feel touched by this episode. But you abandoned me and then you abandoned me again. And it's like one of the last times you were ever truly, man. He was like, this is what I remember. Yeah. Of course it's what you remember remember because you abandoned me. Right. It's not the heartwarming scene. That it like we've had. I feel like I've said this so many times this episode, and guys, I guess take a shot for me saying again. We have seen this trope many times in different shows, and it's done better. Like this is the third episode of the show, and you guys have made me want to pull my hair out. I I watched this episode three to four times. You did you watch it a few times? Try to get you in preparation in preparation for this episode, and each time I was annoyed. There was nothing that redeemed this episode for me at no. all. I well, mean, yes, we Leo. have we have Leo, yes, yeah. but like with the we have Leo for five seconds, yeah. and that's and he's delivering bad news. So like, <laughs> there's nothing about this episode that makes any sense. The continuity is all over the fucking place. All over the place. Like the villains weren't even like villainy; they were just the like, villains. Stupid the villains politics. were the worst part because they weren't. They were like '90s tech bros as warlocks because there was. And imagine a way less charming Chandler Bing being your being the warlock because that's what Marshall was. It was just, on, guys. It was overly it was just. just it, it almost feel like it, as we got to the end, it was like, guys, we only have like one commercial left and we have to wrap this up. <laughs> as they're like writing this out, it just seemed, I don't know if the, the the original screenwriting was a lot longer than it was, but it just didn't. Why was the dad working with the warlocks? Why did the warlocks never say, you know, your dad was working with us? Like, so here's the thing here's also and i'm gonna bring it back to the fucking dog so in the beginning of the episode we see the fucking roddy right and the roddy's staking out the house two seconds later all three of them cinda marshall and carrot top are in the house together entertaining the girls who shapeshifted into the roddy and the roddy had glowing eyes did the ravens have glowing eyes no who shapeshifted into the Roddy first? So you mean you're telling me one of those three warlocks was waiting in front of the house um, for them to leave? They came back into the house, into like their house, then left the house again to go break into the house. That makes no fucking sense. Who was the Roddy in the front? It just, uh, I was not a fan. 
You know, I guess... you did not. It's funny though. You ranted and ranted and ranted, and I apologize, but Daryl was not in this episode. So you did not get to rant about how corny Daryl was. But I, I feel like there was that. enough in this episode. There was enough bullshit in this episode right. that we didn't need to have Daryl cooning it up. Yes. Um. Um. So this episode didn't really have any like love interests besides Andy, and we already know how we feel about that. Mm-hmm. Um. So we're back to we're in the segment called Black Girl Magic, how we handle the conflict in the episode. What? And I already said this I would say this earlier. Um, I'm getting a security system because sorry. Uh, yeah. no, like no, it just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's it doesn't make any sense. I feel like, like every episode where they talk about how how much more careful they're gonna be and then Phoebe does something stupid, right? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Like, and at this point, dude, black girl magic. I'm Phoebe. I'm gonna need you to get a job. Like, you gonna stop? Yeah. You clearly have too much time on your hands because you keep doing dumb shit. So I'm gonna need you to contribute to this household, and you need a nine to five so I can keep tabs on you. Because also, like, like the conflict with the dad. I legitimately, I have been proved. And I have been nose wide open as Phoebe when it comes to an absentee parent. Mm-hmm. And you have to choose yourself first when it comes to an absentee parent. Because if you continue to go after them, if you continue to chase after an absentee parent, you're only going to hurt yourself. You are the child. You do not need, and this is for anybody who needs to hear this, because I know probably somebody's like, oh my fucking God, why are you preaching right now? But like, seriously. You are the child. I don't give a fuck if you are 9, if you are 20, if you're 29, if you are 30. If your dad, your mom is absent, it is not your fucking job to chase after them. They had you, not the other way the fuck around. And I think, too, like in Caribbean households, it's always like, oh, but you're the child. Yes, I am the child and you are the adult. Like I had this conversation uh, with my uncle and he was like oh you know after your mom died bro. and I was like yes my mom died <laughs> you are my godfather why didn't you check up on me like the expectation exactly is always especially in Caribbean households I feel like the expectation is placed on the child to like mend those gaps and to no longer burn those bridges and I am you know me I'm going to light that shit on fire. <laughs> you going to watch it. You, burn. If you burn the bridge, it's not my job to like. No, not at all. It's not my job. It's really not. And like. This my was dad. the first time I think that I really connected with Prue. Um, and while I didn't have an absentee dad, um, I don't talk to most of my family for reasons. Various reasons. Various reasons. Um, and I understand like Prue having that like barrier up and that like protection up to make sure that she no longer gets hurt and i understand we're like phoebe and piper like oh well maybe we need change but no like, and we see that at the end of the episode like bro you couldn't even come to dinner oh i made a note he says something to the effect of like it's best to let the dust settle what dust bro what you like, you kick this dust back up? You kick this. I do. Matter of fact, going back into the episode a little bit, when he starts copying his pleas about like why he wasn't around, 
and tries to throw Grams under the bus. That is the only fucking time you see Piper really pipe up and be like, I know the fuck you, no, no, not my grandmother. No, the fuck you not. I know you're not blaming my grandmother. And it's just, this episode was very disappointing. And I think Especially this is the first time you see their dad. And yeah. to know that, like, Sorry, I'm looking around, so I hear like, I'm like, I don't know which kid is moving around and talking stuff. To know that Phoebe went to New York to to go look for him, couldn't find him, and then he magically appears once they get their powers and like dips out 24 hours later. It bothers me. It's this so- episode was just written so clunkily. I remember now why I I didn't really watch the season. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm looking at the time clock right now, and we are in, like, the hour and a half mark. And if we're being Mm -hmm. really honest, because there's a lot of stuff that's going to be, like, this is probably going to be, like, one of our shortest episodes because it's so fucking bad. Um, So short, in fact, that we can jump right into rating the episode. Okay. Um, So the tweaks that we would make, I think we've said it throughout this whole episode, but I want to address a couple of things as well. So I, I, I would not have picked Tony to be Victor. I know that Victor gets recast later on in the, Mm -hmm. in the series, but Tony was not it. He was not it at all. Like he came off as a, like, we both said smarmy. We both said con man. We both said like a like a mm-hmm. salesman. Yeah, it was very weird. There was no paternal. Like, was this man even a father at the time of this episode? Like, it was just so bad. fucking bad. Like the delivery, like the line choices, the villains, like. The villains were actually the villains had potential. No, they just didn't use them. No, right because no, these villains knew walking in that they were no match for the Charm Sisters, and we're talking about Charmed like point five. So they're not even at like their full powers yet. They're still trying to figure this out. They knew that their entire plan sat on the fact that they had to get the Book of Shadows. No, and I get they that. Never the thing about it is, this this whole theme of like we need to steal a book of shadows, it's it's a theme and something that's gonna happen throughout the series. Right. And we have seen we have seen this very episode done different because it's literally like people try to steal the book of shadows right. like once a season. Right. We've seen this happen multiple times. What a punch and this is thrown. the thrown. Not even like a a smarmy comment. There was nothing that exactly like, that's what I'm saying. For the first time to have this particular this this is a storyline that rear that shows his head so many fucking times in charmed. And for it to be the first time we see this particular type of like evil, this particular type of like, oh, I'm trying to steal the book of shadows. Like, it's whack. It's fucking whack. And I know the reason why I say it has potential is because we see what happens later on. We see what happens when people try to steal the book. We see how, how other warlocks try to steal the book. We see how other, like, different evil beings try to go for the book. Again, like I said earlier, like, in later episodes, evil can't even touch the book. 
you get close to it and it, it like goes in the other direction. Mm-hmm. So we know how this can be done. And the fact that like, if even if I was coming in completely unaware of how this particular storyline gets better or this particular like um, trope, this charm trope gets better. If this is my first time seeing it, I would be like, if this is whack, what the fuck is this shit? What is this? What even is this? Why are we here? Yeah. Because it it's just, does. it's so, it's so it fucking good. abysmal. So abysmal, in fact, that I will give it 1.5 Victor Hollywells because Victor Hollywell doesn't exist. Um, I will give it two on the back of Leo alone. <laughs> That's how I got the point five. I will give it two on the back of Leo alone. It just, I will say the episode went really quickly for me. I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, it's because over. It's garbage. But it was garbage. Like there just wasn't any tension here or anything like that. I mean. To give the audience two filler episodes, because this is what it feels like, to give them two filler episodes after the pilot, I will say, though, that the next episode, Raynell has been waiting to talk about (laughs) since before we started the podcast. The next episode is Dead Man Dating with John (laughs) And you have been waiting to talk about this for weeks Because, all right, you were going to, like, I literally, I have not, okay, so I'm on episode three now, obviously, for the podcast, and I pause it before it starts episode four, because I can't, episode four, it hits all the marks, it does, it's emotional, it's magical, it's, it's more than just white people magic, it's a lot, it's so good, and it's why I fell in love with the series, because- this is what the series, this is, I'm assuming, obviously, because I was like eight when the show came out. I'm assuming that this, this is the episode, this is the type of storytelling that they wanted to tell when they was like, this is the show, this is Charmed. Because it's great storytelling, it's dynamic, it's funny, it's sad, it's good. And... It's very rewarding after watching two shitty-ass episodes. And I'm pretty sure because I am a nitpicky person, I will find something wrong with the episode. Oh, she's, gonna, she's hyped herself up to watch this episode. And you're and you're going to destroy it for yourself. I know it. I know it. No, I, I know what it is. I'm watching, I remember I, this episode. And I do remember that there were things that I was irritated about. And we'll talk about that next episode. But, um... This is a wrap for episode three. The shortest episode thus far. <laughs> thus far. Thus far. Because it was bad. It was like, if I could skip this and act like it didn't exist, that's what I would do. This so far has I been- mean, to be honest, to be honest, there's nothing in this episode with the exception of Leo. Right. Because they change everything. Memorable. They do end up changing everything about Victor um, the next time that we see him. Uh, yeah. Like Victor is- A completely Victor. different person. He does not have the same knowledge of magic as this Victor did. And then he also goes by the name of Victor Bennett and he does not go by Hallowell. Yes, so. by Hallowell. Right. Um, also, also, like, yeah, matter of fact, you can skip this episode completely because 
Leo doesn't even do anything. He established he's established as the handyman, and you can establish a handyman in any fucking episode. Right. So like you right. don't need this episode. Like if you um, hadn't watched Charmed at all, you wouldn't even know like why we're so excited about Leo. But yes, exactly. Um, I wish that we had music and or something. To like to, to kill take us the- out to take us out, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> because guys, you want me this to episode was so bad. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was so bad that like I'm just gonna be like bye. <laughs> like <laughs> this, is not- this episode is such a bad fucking episode that if this is the wanna- episode that you turned. Which surprisingly, this episode did get 6.8 million viewers when it first aired. But if this was the first episode that I've seen of Charm not watching the pilot or anything else, I don't know if I would turn back in. I I don't think I would either. I don't. This one was bad. I think I would. I think I would probably at this point have watched Charm. Like if somebody else had it on in the room. I wouldn't be the one to put it on because it was just so bad. And I mean, there are over a hundred episodes. They all can't be winners. Um, Like be this. I mean, right now we have, and while I will say that episode two is nowhere near as bad as episode three, typically, you know, you watch a first season, your first season just gives you hit after hit after hit. And you're like, yes. And it's at season two that you get disappointed but like for you to have had such a powerful pilot season episode, opener, yeah, and we're struggling at this point. It it doesn't feel like if we were just watching this, I'd, I'd be like, Ray, I don't know if we're gonna have enough for a podcast because this might not get renewed. <laughs> so that's that's hey, definitely how I, mean- I feel. And we would have enough for a podcast because somebody else wants to do a podcast called One and Guns, where we talk about like one season show. Oh my god! So, I love god. That. so um, yeah. If this show, I feel like if you if you don't is- if you didn't have the time to like watch this episode, you're not missing out on anything. Is what we're trying to say. Like we could, you could just jump into say- episode four with my boy. Can I just? Can we? And I know we're not there yet, but can we applaud just God the glow up that we get from John Cho? Like, oh my God, I I love this man. Round of applause. And I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a whole rant on it next episode. But tomorrow, I mean tomorrow's episode. Next episode is gonna be like seven hours long because it's gonna be. So I fell in love with John Cho because of this episode, and I stayed in love. And you know, I did Sorry. not fall in love with John <laughs> episode. Um, is he giving you dirty love? I'm looking at my door. I'm looking at my door because, some, like, I can literally hear my neighbors like open, like, unlocking their door and like putting their key in their own door. But it sounds like it's are my they fingering door. the door? So they are fingering the door. Hmm. You know what? <laughs> the new episode title. Thank you for fingering the door. <laughs> And with it, and with that, guys, and with that, this has been episode three of Black Girl Charms. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find us. I know that we went on tangents. I know we went on tangents because this episode was so bad. But thank you guys for sticking around. 
Um, you can find Janelle on her socials at The Perpetual Mystic. And you can find me on all social media at uh, Don't Look For Me, a.k.a. My Gal Consulting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys. So, unfortunately, we still don't have any, like, bye music, so bye. Oh man, hold on. What is disappointing silence? Like (sighs) (laughs) all right, bye. (laughs)